Good evening everybody and welcome. Tonight's class is titled Preparing for Mitzvah Part 2. Allow me to uh, talk a little bit about the current events and I, I, I feel it appropriate. I'm not talking political events. That I'll, that I'll leave all, all to you to talk about. I'm going to talk more about the, um, the health of our world. And I want to so currently, um, tragically, unfortunately, there's a virus that's running around the world which we don't at this moment have a cure for. And uh, we are taught, though, that before a sickness comes to the world, there is a cure. Hashem creates the cure before the sickness. So those people that are working hard on a vaccine, it will come, God willing, and hopefully very soon. Israel. Many people, yes. Well, and, and what I want to talk about tonight is perhaps some message we could find in this sickness that's going around. And where do we find? We do find that at different times when there has been different sicknesses going around we find that the Torah has given us some direction from it. A message. Yeah. Um, so without talking about other illnesses talking about this illness in particular what is the message we could take from it I want to say this is something I wouldn't say on my own I don't feel qualified but this I heard last night from Rabbi Simon Jacobson and I, I feel uh, I feel very confident repeating what he said however I'll say if it doesn't make sense it's because of my lack of understanding not his so I probably am not sharing it correctly who, sorry, who is Rabbi Simon Jacobson? Sorry, Simon Jacobson, have you heard of Towards a Meaningful Life? It's a book. He, he authored the book. He's a, he's a big Hasidic philosopher. Okay. And, but to start off, when it comes, if people ask, how do we look at it as a Jewish person? So as Jewish people, we do understand that there is disease. We, and, and actually the Torah tells us the doctors are here to heal on behalf of God so of course we should take this as seriously as needed without any hysteria, without any scare we should follow our doctor's orders but one of the things that this um, is unique about this sickness is that in today's day, because of the way that the world is connected so fast, it's gone around the world, and today they're calling it something new. It's called a pandemic, almost. Mm -hmm. You know, it used to be, back if we were living 200 years ago, it could have been it was in a city, mm -hmm. and no one else would have even known about it. But today, the way we, we, in the world we live, it's traveled so fast, and it's moving so fast, that it's becoming a global phenomenon. There have been pandemics throughout history, really. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But, but in this unique case, because of the way that social, because of the way we're all connected, it's, um, it's really traveled so far. So his, the thought that he said is, perhaps it's a moment for us to reflect on ourselves and be able to look inside and, and say, maybe, the, maybe a message that we could take out of here is to hold back from all that social media hold back from what everyone else is thinking about me and say who am I or 
look inward a little bit. A thought, I thought it was a powerful thought. The thought is for sure true. This idea that we should take a moment to relax and look inward, that, that for sure is something that uh, is true. And perhaps even now, more than ever, that's a message that we could take and hopefully a healing that we could bring to the world from that. Let's talk about Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, he was the leader of the Jewish people at the time of the, close to the time of the destruction of the Second Temple. Um, if you're familiar, he uh, is, he pretended he was dead. Are you familiar with the story? Oh, they took him out in a box. They took him out in a box. From the temple. From, from yeah, yeah. The, uh, outside. Did he struck the one in Yavna? In Yavna. Good, good, good. <laughs> she pays attention. I don't want to get into that story at the moment because it's, it's an amazing story and we'll leave it for when we need to. But I want to talk about his moment of passing. Was his moment of what? After he was dead. I want to talk about... He didn't die in that story. He acted dead. I want to talk about when he's about to die. Allow me to read the Gemara. The Gemara in Brachis 28b, 28 side 2, the second side shares. I'll read from the English for our, to make it flow a little faster. But it shares, when Rabbi Yechelen ben Zakkai became ill, his students entered to visit him. And when he saw them, he began to cry. So a student said to him, Neri Yisrael, the light of the Jewish people, Amud Hayimini, the rightmost pillar, Patshachazak, the mighty hammer. What are you crying about? You, Rabbi why are you crying? So he tells him, he says, Look, if you were taking me to judgment before a king of flesh and blood, who's here today and in the grave tomorrow, a king of flesh and blood, if he becomes angry with me, his anger is not an everlasting anger. If he imprisons, imprisons me, it's not an, a lifetime an everlasting imprisonment. In the world to come, I'm free. If he puts me to death, the death is not eternal. And such a king, I could appease him with words, I could bribe him. Still, it's scary. It's scary to go to court. It's very scary. Now, he says he's about to pass on. He says, now that they're leading me before the king, Melech Malchei Amlech HaMakadosh Baruch Hu, the king who reigns over all kings, the Holy One, blessed be he, who lives and endures forever. If he becomes angry with me, his anger is eternal. If he imprisons me, the imprisonment is eternal. If he puts me to death, the death is, God forbid, eternal, and the world to come as well. You can't appease him with words. You can't bribe him. And not only that, but when you get up there, you, there's two paths. There's the Garden of Eden or Gehenim. And I don't know which path they're going to lead me on. Should I not cry? That's what he tells the student. Okay. He's afraid. He, he's afraid. Mm -hmm. So his students turn the conversation a moment and they say, Our teacher, bless us, give us a blessing. Listen to his blessing. He's about to die. What's his blessing? Yehi Ratzon, may be God's will, that you should have the fear of heaven. But listen, he, he gives detail. Like the fear of a, flesh and, of, of a human of flesh and blood. He's about to die, and his blessing to his students is 
May you have fear of heaven like you fear a human beings. So his, student, his students turn to him, they say, Ad Khan, that's it, we should fear heaven like another human being. Well, let's fear heaven like heaven. So he says, Ulevai, if only you would fear heaven as much as the fear of another human being. And he, he brings a proof. He says, Teidu, when you're going to sin, if someone's going to steal, they don't say, I hope God doesn't see me. They say, I hope another human doesn't see me. They know God is going to see him. Mm-hmm. So the fear of man is greater than the fear of heaven. So he says, may the fear of heaven, if only the fear of heaven, should be like the fear of man. Okay, the story continues. As he's about to die, he says, remove all the vessels that are in the house, because when someone passes on, anything in the house becomes impure. And he concludes, the last quote we have from him is, prepare a seat for King Chizkiah, who's coming now from heaven to escort me back up to heaven. That's the story. A lot we could talk about, but tonight we want to talk about this, this idea that the fear of heaven, if only the fear of heaven, were like the fear of man. It should be more, actually. Well, not only it should be more, Rabbi Yechon ben Zakkai is saying, that's, <laughs> that, that's a really high level. That's a really high level. So, so let's, let's uh, talk about this a little bit. Give me some thoughts. Well, what's, what's our thoughts about this? Mark, I could always rely on you. Yeah, but why? I'm going to give somebody else a chance tonight. <laughs> <laughs> David. Yes. T- tell, me, tell me, give me some meaning behind this. Behind the passage? Behind this idea that if only the fear of heaven was like the fear of man. It's true. What's the... There's nothing novel about it. No, no. Anybody who's ever had in-laws knows that. So is the fear of heaven synonymous with the fear of Hashem? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so it's... So... We, we fear... So we fear the unknown. And heaven, i.e. Hashem as well, is an unknown. Whereas man... Is a known. In other words, you agree with the statement. Yes. That's the reality. I made a smart ass remark, quite obviously, but what are the consequences? No we don't, kidding. Yeah, something new and different. You don't know immediately what the consequences are going to be from Hashem. You can pretty well make an educated guess about what consequences are going to be from another person. Uh, the repertoire is within a certain range and you have to anticipate that in any relationship. So, the relationship with man is immediate. The relationship with Hashem, you don't know. Maybe things will go by the board, maybe you'll get a zetz, who knows? We're thinking about Hashem less than we're thinking about the judgment of other people. Mm -hmm. Good point. And that's what, it should be the other way around. That's not, that, that's not a question or an answer. It's a statement. In other words, it's a clarification. Yeah, yeah, that's what my... Right, that, that's your understanding. Yeah. Right. And he's saying not to do that. He's saying you should really be thinking more of Hashem than about other people's opinions. Am I reading that right or analyzing that correctly? If we take the literal words, he's saying, let it be as much as a human being. Okay, but as much as or... Okay. At least as much as... 
equate them? We're not, we're not saying they're equal. We're saying the care that you have for another human being, the worry you have from another human being, if only you would truly have that same worry of God. So Rabbi Yechonim and Zakkai is not saying this is the ultimate. He's saying this is a very high level and let's at least, let's, let's reach for here. For here is that you fear God as much as you fear the police. Not a word. <laughs> it's okay. It's well, else. That was, I said it due to ignorance, not out of, not out of knowledge. <laughs> okay, so let's bring this together. Any questions before we move ahead? More Bash, I see a question. Well, um, I, th I think I heard that, um, that God is, um, that man is more immediate than his show. I kind of feel like be argumentative, but I kind of feel like it's the opposite. Because Hashem is with us every second. He's saying it should be, should be that way, but it's not. Oh. So, I, I, I forgot exactly who made the comment. Who made the comment that man is more immediate? David, I think, David, I think what David was saying is we feel it's more immediate. That means when you see man, he could hit you back. You don't you don't feel like God's gonna hit you. This is that more. Hashem exists in our in our immediacy in a different way. Uh, we're not conscious. We don't stop and think. I'm thinking about this. We don't stop and say I'm seeing this with an idea of qualifying a mental process or the actual act of seeing. And yet. It's obvious that Hashem is there. It does not require us to constantly remind ourselves. But our interaction with human beings, we must constantly bear that in mind. In, in the example of stealing, I'm concerned that some other person may see me stealing and that I'm not concerned about breaking commandment. No. Yeah, that's a good. Or, for example, when I'm getting ready to go to work and I don't have time to dive in. Hashem won't do that until later. So I'm more concerned that I get to work on time. I'm the boss, but I have a patient waiting for me. I'm more concerned, I mean, I might skip the job to make sure I get to work on time. And it probably should be the other way around. So that's a tough example. Right, the, good, the good news is you're not required to well, well, that, right. That's it's a whole other story. Right. That's an interesting perspective because I'm not contraposing what I say against yours, but I find myself thinking about Hashem constantly, as if He's sitting in the car with me and I'm having a dialogue and uh, uh, I'm, I'm viewing what I'm doing in relationship to. Uh, uh, are you taking note of this? I certainly hope not. And the, uh, there's, there's more of a personal, non-threatening relationship with Hashem that is continuous in a davening sense as well as in a personal sense. I can't, I, I don't do that with people. I'm not talking about I don't want to get into specific scenarios because that's something we, we'd have to talk about and okay. talk about. It. Okay. So it wouldn't be appropriate for us to okay. judge a scenario here. Okay. But I just want to say the flip side. The flip side is, we learn also in the Talmud that a thief that's about to go and steal, he does pray to God. 
that he won't get caught. Yeah. Right. So, again, he believes in God, and he does believe in God. <laughs> but, but he's still going to go and steal. Few, but maybe. I can't talk for every. I, you know, I'm just going to. I'm just going to quote the Talmud. I'll stop there. The Talmud says, the thief on the top of the roof. He's about to go in. Rachman Akari. He prays to God. Okay, so let's talk about. We're going to. We're going to get into this a little bit. That's a thief. I like. That's Santa Claus. Let, let, let's, get it, let's get in here a little bit and, and talk about yeah. what type of fear can we have. And, and we're going to talk here about three types of fear. One is something that you just kind of dream of, but it didn't really hit you. I know I should be scared of Daniel. I'm not scared of him, but I know I should be. That's one level. I could think about it, but I... Why? I'm sitting between you two. Why? We'll talk about it later. Okay. <laughs> no, God forbid. Okay, can we, can, we just, can we just go, can we just step back a second, please? So, you know, let me finish the three and then I'll take questions. Okay. Let me finish the three. And, and Daniel, I'm sorry for, for using no, your name. No, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just going to continue using your name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one is, I, I know I should be scared. That's all. That's it. I'm not scared. The second level is that in my mind I'm truly scared, but my heart doesn't care. So that means I believe that I'm scared. I believe, but it hasn't really. I'm not. My heart's not pounding. So now my intellect is involved. Mm -hmm. And the third one is that my heart now is affected by it. I'm truly. My heart's pounding from Daniel. Hmm. So one is. It's, it's an idea, the idea of fear, it, there should be fear. It's just a thought. That's the lowest level of fear. A greater level of fear is where I believe tr that I actually deeply understand this idea that I should be scared. And the third level is that my heart is pounding. Do those three levels make sense? Which part doesn't make sense? The fact that you're scared of Daniel or, or the three levels? The three levels. The three levels. Because... Daniel, that's a compliment. No one's scared of you. Everyone thinks you're a great guy. <laughs> because... <laughs> what did you do? To, go, to go from... So we're going from light fear to heavy fear. We're going to thoughts to feeling. In the words of Tanya, we're going to go from it being a thought to being an intellectual understanding to being a feeling. So an emotional. But did that? Did I answer your question? Sure. That. Yeah. Okay. An emotional response. That would be the second level. The second level. Right. And the third level is a, a physical response. The third level is an emotion. We'll call it emotional okay. for our context here. Say it again. I thought the second level was the second level is intellectual. So the first one, it's just a thought. It's not baruch. So far, so good. Yeah. Very quiet tonight. He's he's getting scared. He's getting scared. <laughs> just next time. 
And Mixed it's, up. Yeah. And anxiety. Okay. Can, I, can I help it with anything? It's not me, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. It has been so far. Perfect. You Perfect. Be, you've been elevated. <laughs> Perfect. You can learn something, Rabbi. I'm talking about fear. No, uh, the rabbi, he, rabbi knows everything. <laughs> so, so, when we talk about, the Torah says we need to fear God. And the Torah also says we need to serve God. Serve is a very interesting word. Serve comes from the word servant. Or that's an, uh, let me use the Hebrew words, because the Hebrew words, we have the word avodas evet. You need to serve God like a servant. So, having fear of God is actually also serving God like a servant. If you love, let me say the flip side, if you only love God, you're lacking in two areas. You're lacking in your fear of God and you're lacking in serving God as a servant. Love will not do it alone. Love will not what? Will not do it alone. Just like in a relationship. Absolutely, absolutely, just like in a relationship. So, what we're going to learn what we, we're going to learn tonight, I'm sorry for going on and on about this introduction. <laughs> well, 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 what we're going to learn is that not all of us can attain an emotional fear. Some of us can't even attain an intellectual fear. We may only be able to, to attain a thought. That I understand that I should fear God. But and, and this thought, I'll take all the questions. I want to, and just the thought... This is it's a novel idea we're going to learn. It, it's a, we call it a chiddush. It's a novel idea. Just the fact that I'm thinking that I should fear God is enough to have fear to elevate your Torah and mitzvahs. You remember previously we learned that, that love and fear are wings? Well, some of that can't fear, that they just can't create that feeling. Are they done? No. Just the idea of learning about the fear, thinking about it, that is enough of a wing to elevate your Torah and mitzvahs. Mark, I'll take all the questions now. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, so fear is a base emotion. So we fear things that we don't understand often. Okay? So when we elevate fear to an intellectual level, I can then um, take the facts that I know intellectualize them and in some ways eliminate that fear because I've now educated myself. I'm not ignorant anymore. Hmm. Okay? The fear that I'm sensing where you're going, which you actually haven't mentioned, is that there's a consequence to not doing it. Hmm. Not and that if, if I'm God, if I fear God and I don't do the things that he's invited me to do, what we haven't talked about is the consequence of that fear. But Great. fear is a good thing, isn't it? Fear is a very... Okay, I, I appreciate the point. There is a fear of the unknown. That is not what we're talking about here. Here we're talking about a fear, a very low fear. It's a very, it's, a, it's, it's the lowest fear. The lowest fear, good, is the wording of Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai to his students, fear just the punishment. So we, in Judaism, we, there's, two, there's different levels of fear. The, the ultimate, we want to serve God out of fear, out of the fear of 
embarrassing, uh, out of the fear of disappointing God. Not, but we're going to start off, says Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. Yeah, just be scared of the punishment. That uh, at least start there. Uh, yes. Is it fear or is it respect? Because I know you've done, done that before. Yes. Is it respect? So at the moment, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai is saying, let's start off with fear of punishment. When he says, I'm scared, you should be scared of heaven, like you're scared of your fellow friend, let's start off, kick, let's kick ourselves to get this done by being scared of the punishment for a moment. So it sounds like fear of the principle. A little bit, at the moment. Okay. At the moment we're saying, we need to get you into the routine of loving God and fearing God. And if what it takes at the moment to start this off, to kickstart this is to fear the punishment, so be it, momentarily. We want to get past that very fast. But what is punishment? The Torah talks about punishments. We don't like talking about it. In Hasidus we try not to, but the Torah, there is a reward in punishment. There's heaven and there's hell. Because is about joy. Correct. So we don't, want to, we don't want to dwell on that, and that's why this is like kind of like you said, it's the base point. Mm -hmm. If I need to kickstart the conversation, I could, yeah, there, there is reward, there is punishment, yeah. Did, did that answer your question? I think I've got a long road to go here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, David. Well, yes, Your Honor. With all due respect, I'm going to take a minority view. <laughs> and here is why. No, I am, I am as serious as a heart attack. We don't do what we are supposed to do because we are afraid of punishment. And it seems to me that that is an important point of Hasidus and of our religion. We do it because God said so. And that's that. We don't stop to think about punishment. We stop to think God says it, and we do it because we believe in God. And that belief in Hashem is the prime mover, not the fear of punishment. So you say blind faith. And yes, and that is one of the prime differences between us and our Gentile friends. They're very concerned about heaven and hell. We are concerned about observing what God expects of us. And therefore, what we are afraid of is disappointing God because we have accepted it when we established our covenant. Are we, uh, well said. Are, am, I arg am I arguing with you? You're saying that punishment is a prime mover and that fear is a prime mover. Now, there's an old cliche, probably everybody has heard it, there are no atheists in foxholes. Mm -hmm. And I hope and I pray that the people here and those who are close to me never, never experience that kind of cold, sweating, losing, rational consideration fear. It's horrible. But that ought not to be the fear that motivates us. What ought to be motivating us is we do what we, God has advised us because he is omniscient, he is omnipresent, and he is eternal. Yeah, I, I agree with your point. So there. The, 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 the twist I'm saying is, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, he's saying, sometimes people are not ready to serve God mm -hmm. just out of the belief. So, so the, that's what he says. If only we would fear God 
like we're, like we're scared of someone else. Sometimes, mm -hmm. some people do need such a, such a thought process. And I don't like the word fair. I think the word respect is a much better term, accomplishes the same thing. Okay. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Any, any other questions? Any other questions? Is there confusion reigning, or, or do we have some clarity? Should we, re should we review this? I, was just I fear the clarity. This is what I was going to say. You fear the clarity? No, listen, I think if people have parents that they love and respect, whatever, however you want to use that word, they could totally identify with your feelings. Say, say one more time. I think if people have parents that they love and respect, like... That's why we're going to... Around the corner to small. That's how the parents don't see. That's fear. No, but there's different things like well, like I could the first thing I thought of was your parents. Do you know what I mean? The first thing I thought of is your parents. Not to get it I just sort of like I would feel that way. They, you know what I mean? I would love and I would respect them, but it would be like a little fear too. You know what I mean? Like, because respect wasn't quite, doesn't quite define it. So I do know what you mean, but I think unless people have had that experience, they wouldn't even know how to have that feeling. But, but you you're know talking I mean? about at least there should be that, right? Correct. I think we're all, I hope yeah. we're all agreeing here. Yeah. I hope and we're all agreeing. Get, I would love to get there. I mean, I mean, I hope. And, and we're going to talk about the different levels of fear. Well, let, let's learn a little bit inside tonight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 41, page 208. Chapter 41, page 208. God is with us, as always. In such a case, right-hand column. 208. Page 208, right-hand column in such a case. So now we're going to talk about just the fact that you, could, you have fear in your mind, even though it's not a feeling, is still going to be called fear that could elevate your Torah and mitzvah. So let's see this inside. In such a case, in a case where you think about fearing God, even though after all this contemplation, no fear or dread descends upon him in a manifest manner in his heart. So you have this fear in your mind, but it hasn't kicked into your heart. Nevertheless, since he accepts upon himself the kingdom of heaven and draws fear of him, blessed be he over himself in his conscious thought and rational volition. And this submission is beyond doubt a sincere one. So your thought that you're accepting God and truly going to fear Him is real because, for it is the nature of all Jewish souls not to rebel against the Holy King, blessed be He. This is ingrained within us from our forefathers. Then the Torah He studies or the commandment He performs because of this submission and because of this inspired fear in His mind are termed perfect service, like all service performed by a slave to his master or to his king. So when you go ahead and you serve God and you have fear, but it's only an intellectual fear, it hasn't become an emotional fear, that is going to be still allow you to be the full servant of God. 
Okay, wonderful. I'm not lacking. The fact that my heart is clogged and doesn't allow it to become an emotion allows me still to be this model example um, and connect with Hashem. And maybe if you keep on doing it, your heart will get unclogged. Is that the whole point? Absolutely. 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 Okay. On the other hand, now is what we've spoken about so many times. Love is not going to cut it. We have to also have fear. On the other hand, if one studies and performs the commandment with love alone, in order to cleave to Him, you wake up in the morning and you say, my biggest desire in the world is to unite with Hashem. And you really mean it. And because of this beautiful desire, I'm going to connect with Hashem through His Torah and commandments. You're not going to be considered the service, the service of a servant. Which is what the Torah demands. The Torah says, When you shall serve the Lord your God, and, you, and Him you shall you serve. So the Torah is telling us we need to serve God. Not love, we need to love God, but we also need to serve Him. And service me includes fear. As the Zohar tells us, just like an ox, on which one first places a yoke, in order to make it useful to the world, just like an ox. Before, even if it's a good ox that could plow without the yoke, first you put on the yoke. So too must a human being first of all submit to the yoke of the kingdom of heaven. And if, if this submission is not found in him, holiness cannot rest on him. So the first thing, we need fear. We need to be able to have that fear of God. That every man must be of two categories and levels. Namely, the category of a son, and that of a, the, the category of a servant, and that of a son. Mm -hmm. Oh, right, Avinu Malkeinu, my father, my king. Is it my or our? Thank you, our father, our king. Thank you, but I, Hashem mm -hmm. is our father; He's our king. Exactly this point. We're a son. And we're a servant, and we need to be both of them. We have a son is the, is the connection of Hashem through love. A servant is the, is the connection to Hashem through fear. Now, although there is a son who is also a servant, it's also possible to be a son and still fear your father. However, it's not a po it's not possible to attain this degree without the prerequisite of yira ilah, as is known to the initiated. We can't start Yirayla is a higher fear. We'll get there. Talking about exactly what you've mentioned, different levels of fear. But the initial, the, the beginning of our service needs to be fear. If we want to be successful in our relationships with others, it starts with respect. The moment we start with love, if it's all about love, in any relationship, I'm not even talking in a marriage relationship, if you reach out to someone out of love and there's no respect, it's not going to be pretty. So first we need the respect. First we, and then comes the love. Okay? So we need, the risk. we need first the fear and then the love. Now Tanya's going to go even further. Doesn't the fear bring love? So tell me more about that. Like in a relationship, well, if you fear if you fear no, someone, I mean, you're not going to no, love them. No, not with. Are you talking about with God? With particular? God, yeah, yeah. That uh, you fear, and I, I, I take fear as being respect, awe, and fear all together. So, 
it depends because again if you're talking about if you're scared of God because there'll be punishment that's probably not going to bring love um, if you have a higher level of fear the higher level of fear is that God is so awesome he's recreating me every second and therefore I'm just I'm, I'm, uh, I feel like nothing in front of him yeah, that will bring you to love him you are him Tanya is now going to say that even if you can't fear God in your mind mm -hmm. just in your thought that's enough you still are considered the servant of God furthermore even in the case of him who in his mind and thought feels no fear or shame even in your mind you don't feel this fear or shame on account of the poor capacity of his soul, originating in the lower degrees of the ten spheres of Asiya, you're coming from the this human being was created from the lowest levels of of, of the creation of the of, of of the spheros. Nevertheless, since he is intent in his service to serve the God, it is a complete service. The fact that you're doing your best and you want to serve Hashem, it's complete. For, for fear and service are accounted as two commandments of the total of 613 and they do not deter each other. So first we're gonna, we want to clarify that there's two separate mitzvahs. There's one to fear God and one to serve God. So if you don't have fear, it's only you're trying to create this fear in your mind. Well, you've served God. But continues Tanya, not only are you serving God, but as a matter of fact, He also fulfills the commandment of fear in that he introduces the fear into his thought. For at this hour and moment, at any rate, there rests on him the fear of heaven, at least like the fear in the presence of an ordinary mortal, even not a king. We're on page 210. Okay, so at the moment... At the moment that you are thinking about God and you're thinking, you're thinking you should be scared of Him, at that moment, at least you're scared of Him like another human being. Even not another king. You don't, you're, scared of the, you're scared to break into someone's home for what that person is going to do to you. And how do I know that the fear of another human being is a substantial fear in our relationship to God? Even not a king who is watching him when he would restrain himself from doing anything unbecoming in the other's eyes. This is termed fear. Even this fear of another human being, as Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, this is the story we started off with, said to his disciples, May it be God's will that the fear of heaven be upon you like the fear of a human being. For you know that when a person commits a sin, he says to himself, May no one see me. However, and this is what everybody here has mentioned, such fear is termed yirat hatah, it's a lower fear. And yirat it's fear of sin, which precedes wisdom. This is a low, mundane level of fear. Yeah, this is the beginning. Like I said, that Kickstarter, like, like uh, Mark said, the base. To get you going, we need, to be, we need to have at least some level of fear of God. While the higher fear, and this is what everyone else, what, what everyone has been adding, is a fear of shame. Fear of shaming God. In other words, the, I, I respect Hashem so much, I'm scared to embarrass Hashem. For there are, for there are two kinds of fear. 
And actually, in the next chapter, we'll talk more about the two types of fear. But let's... Let, let's... Let's put this together. I, I think... I'm hoping when, when everybody's going to leave, you're actually going to feel like your conversation, everybody's conversation added to exactly the point we're at right now. We need to have at least a minimum of a fear of, of, fear, of fear of punishment, a fear of the, base. of the base. And that itself, even if we can't bring it to an emotion, even if we can't bring it to a real intellectual understanding, the fact that we are able to spend time thinking about it is enough of a fear to elevate hmm. our Torah and, and, and mitzvahs. Hmm. However, that's not where we want to be. We don't want to be serving God because we're scared we're, we're going to be punished. We want to serve God because we love Him. And he's, He is us. He's everything. And the last thing I want to do is disappoint God. So let's just talk about, you, you mentioned the fear of the principle. Well, hopefully, the hope is that the principal creates a relationship with the students that they'll be embarrassed to do something wrong. But yes, the first thing you, need, you do need to still have and say, look, if you're going to break this rule, there will be consequences. So the fear of the sin is, is the lower fear, and then... Shame is the So shame thing. probably, shame is something I want to be careful of. We're not saying that you're going to be shit, because shame is a very, it sounds it's very, negative. it sounds negative. It would be more, you, you don't want to be ashamed. Not that you're scared to be shamed, right? Are we being clear? No, 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 yeah, okay, okay, okay. fine. Yeah, the, yeah, 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 fine. It's the, it's the higher level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, let, let's wrap it up in the next sent, in the next paragraph, page 212. It's going to put it all together. With, uh, you know, let's stop here. This is a good place to stop. This is a good, good place. Any questions? Yeah. What? This, this, this got me thinking. Yeah, yeah. It, it really, yeah. yeah. Thank you very much.